and welcome back to the podcast. This is not the Dario Show, the podcast for Gen Z, made by Gen Z, where we talk about different matters and subjects that are most meaningful to us as young people. Right, today I am super excited to introduce you to two absolutely phenomenal girls. They are so young. In fact, you guys are the youngest girls, youngest people, press people oh that we've God. ever had on the show. That's an accomplishment. I know it is. Well, trust me, they've accomplished so much. They're only, you're only 14, 13. Yeah. Yes. Crazy. Let me introduce you to two girls, two sisters from um, our hometown, Northamptonshire, let's say county. Woo! Not to expose where we live, but I feel like people know. <laughs> um, right, let's welcome Kirsten and Avon. Hi, we're so happy to be here. I'm Avon, I'm 13 years old. And I'm Kirsten and I'm 14 years old. And we're both co-founders of our business, Bower Books. Oh my God, I love it. See, you girls, you, you've done promotions before. You've worked <laughs> with top class. You've been on, what what, what um, media people have you been on? With Channel 4? Yeah, we've done a few stuff with um, the BBC radios um yeah. like the most the local ones as well we've been on a few local papers as well yeah and we actually have a really big brand deal coming up but we can't <gasps> disclose it no it's, it's a very big brand and it's very exciting that's insane so what are yeah. you can you tell us what you're going to do with them or you can't say can't, maybe don't say anything yet. yeah we don't really I, I don't want to say anything that I might not be allowed to say. Yeah. I don't want to get in trouble. I love so. it. You guys are professional. That's amazing. <laughs> when did you find out this news? About a month. <gasps> yeah. So fairly recently. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we've been. Was it like an email? And you were like, it. whoa. Yeah, yeah our mum got crazy. the email and she showed us and we were like, it's out of oh the blue. It's always out of the blue. Yeah, it always is. And we actually uh, got the brand deal because they previously sent us like a shipment mm-hmm. um, and they had our contacts from that and they were looking for a new thing to do with their new story that they're going for and they found us like okay yeah perfect. those are the people that's we're gonna insane have. right we're gonna dive into this i'm sure a lot of listeners are thinking like what exactly are they talking about <laughs> so as you guys don't if you don't know these two girls although they're so young they haven't even done gcse's yet you haven't even no. you know kirsten you're not even in no i'm in year 10 that's crazy year. and i'm going into year nine amazing but you guys are already published authors and you self-publishers you you know you raise the funds you got you know i think it's actually and so obviously it's nice to have like a big publisher like you know stamp of approval say i'll publish this for you but there's something very kind of humbling in a way about having yeah. the public support and back your books definitely yeah it feels really close to home because you know you have the support of the public your friends and family behind you so you know that your book is published with love and not yes. with like corporate intention whatever you want to call it and i think it's an extra achievement to have said like oh i've self-published it myself instead of having a company self-publish it for you definitely definitely i love that we're going to talk about that like how you guys you know had the idea what was the motivation the drive but before we talk about you publishing books and now you know having your own business where you send packages of kind of short stories and good goodies to other like children let's talk about kind of your journey with reading in a way and how you got into it have you always been avid readers um tell us like literally from childhood did your parents read books to you what was the uh, vibe yeah, so our grandfather, he loves to read. Uh, he was a very intelligent man. Unfortunately, he died when we were only like five and customs I think seven. So we would have had a really good bond and we would have shared our love of reading. But luckily he did pass that on to our mum, who then passed it on to us. Our parents would always read to us before we went to bed. They would never miss a night. And that kind of sparked our interest for reading. And then as we got to primary school, we like sort of found out that we also love to write as well as reading. And we found out that our love for reading and how much we'd been read to when we were younger helped us write our own stories in primary. So we started to develop our passion for writing in primary. We write like mini short stories. I still have 
really funny story which was done on like A3 paper so it was massive no and way. I had all my little illustrations that I'd done I remember and that. yeah it was called um Kirsty Kirst and the Gang of Girls <laughs> no and way. yeah that was my very first story I did like stapled it and everything to be honest. it was so crazy they did everything from going in a rocket ship to feeding grapes to Cleopatra <laughs> it was a wild story wow that's incredible honestly and I think that's quite unusual for primary school children to be writing books or I mean it's been a long time since I've been in primary school but I don't recall writing like as much yes I'd write pieces for my ink my homework but I wouldn't write to the extent you guys did so were you kind of one of the few in your classes that loved reading and writing or no actually quite a lot of was your primary school quite into kind of English I think our primary school was quite good with English like we often wrote um writing like written work for our homework for our task in class and it's not just like what you think written work is they definitely delved into the creative side of things and that kind of is where our love for writing started off as when we were supposed to like write written work i would write five pages more than you were supposed oh to goodness. i would just go crazy with it partly because my writing was so massive but partly because <laughs> i love to write and yeah our school was definitely a big part in the creative side of things and it kind of led us to where we are today that's insane wow so literally right from a young age and then it all started with your your granddad so that's mm-hmm. so lovely i'm sure he'd be very proud of you both right I now i hope he would oh so kind of you know when you because you're both in senior school now and you're in secondary school like i think the big question is is english your favorite subject <laughs> or do you think that kind of the writing you do is very different to because you know you're also you're very inspirational to young people like our age Thank you. and um not many young people have obviously like had the drive because it's not easy to like write a book to commit to it i think a lot it's of people really not, say not. oh yeah like let's write a book and you know you you get to a certain part and then you're like actually can't really bother anymore and yeah. off. um do you think why do you think you guys kept writing um well I don't know, we just, writing was our passion, so we, we actually started our writing our novels because we entered a BBC 501 competition that our nanny actually advised us to enter. Um, so we entered that, but sadly we didn't win, but we turned our entries into thousands of words as our novels. And I think it wasn't even, we didn't really let the pressure of writing a book actually sink in because we were still in primary, you know, we were still young. That's interesting. So, so you were in year six? Yeah, I was in year six and Avon was in year five. Uh, sorry, this is a really random question, but if you'd know me, I love my details. Um, was it, what was the age bracket for this competition? Were you the it older was, end or the younger end? I think it was eight to 14. Yeah, it was. Eight. It was eight oh, so you were on the younger end. We were yeah, on the youngest we were, batch. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we, unfortunately, as Captain said, we didn't win the competition. But Do you know where you play? Or does it not tell you where you play? No, it only tells you if you move on to the next round. Oh, okay. So then, so yeah, so once it stopped, most people just say, oh, that was fun. I was just something fun to do yeah. with my time. Why do you think or who inspired you to kind of carry on writing past that 500 mark? From then on, our mum kind of took over and she was like, you know what? Not every curse, no, what am I saying? Uh, some curses can be turned into a blessing. And, you know, really that if we didn't enter the 500 world competition and if we did win, then we would have thought, oh, this is great. We get the prizes. And we move on with life. But us failing kind of put us in the position to think, you know what, let this not be the end. Let this not mark the end of our journey with writing. And mm. our mum kind of, she told us that, you know what, you can pursue this. You can turn this into something bigger than that. That's insane. So we really owe it all to our mum. Oh, I love it. And the books that you ended up writing, were they with the same characters as the initial 500 words? Or did you completely change kind of the storyline? 
Um, I changed a few things, obviously, because 500 was Oh, by the way, they both did, have... you both entered different stories. It yes. wasn't like a joint yeah. story. But yeah. obviously, 500, if, in a 500-word story, you have to have your beginning, middle, and end mm. in those 500 words. So, of course, we changed a few, like, the endings and the middle bit. But we kept most of the characters the same, and I still had, like, the idea that I wanted to put into my novel. So, from the original idea, I think it was very much similar. And the same with me. I used my 500 words as the premise of my story. So... And I also kind of twi- uh, not twitch, changed the mm-hmm. 500 words so that you can actually see those 500 words within the story. <gasps> That's so cool. Yeah, you can see where it all began within the story. That's beautiful. And I don't think we've actually mentioned the names of the story. Could you like tell us what your novels are called and like the, the brief kind of outline plot of them? Yeah, so my novel's called Sagas of Anya. It's historical fiction. By the way, they're available to buy on Amazon, Waterstones, online, and your website as well. Yes. Yes. (laughs) So carry on, sorry. And um, my novel is about a young girl called Anya who lives in Cardiff with her mum and her dad. And she lives a normal life. She's just like a normal girl going to school and doing what a normal girl in Cardiff used to do back in those times. And then one day her mum tragically dies of a long-term illness and because her father goes into grief, he's he can't really cope. He starts drinking as a coping mechanism, and he obviously can't earn money because he's away all the time and he's not like ready to start working again. So Anya has to travel to London to work as a scullery maid to bring in money. And it's about how a young girl deals with the grief of losing her mum, and all about her adventures in London. And I actually asked my auntie because she was quite young when her mum died which is my grandma Mm -hmm. and um yeah I got a lot of ideas from her of how to like sort of like bring across how a young girl would have felt yeah I was gonna say because you know I was expecting you like to maybe write something a bit more light-hearted just because of your age you haven't experienced kind of the not so nice parts of life yet so you maybe will find different difficult to kind of um, articulate like write that down or to yeah. kind of express the emotions for it to be a successful book so they're quite a big topic I don't know about yours Avon <laughs> we'll go into that in a minute but with Kirsten like um, like did you ever want to write something lighthearted, or you always kind of like drama you like something a bit more like emotional and hard-hitting because that like it's not easy especially because no. you haven't firsthand I'm mean, hopefully you haven't had to deal with something like that um, but yeah, can you just tell us like how you, so your aunt was a big part of kind of helping you write it? Um, yeah, I've just been quite into like dark writing, I guess. Like, <laughs> I love it. I've never like, even Escapism. when I, yeah, <laughs> even when I was younger, I never used to be the one to write about like little ballerinas or princesses and castles or whatever people used to write about. I like, even to this day, I still like writing really gory stuff. And sometimes mum has to remind me like, this is a box for like, young children you know this is a, this yeah. is a box what? to like eight to twelve you can't really be writing about all these gory stuff you know save that for a different box so yeah um i don't know i've always been in, in quite into like the dark writing i guess mm. i don't know i like being quite like i don't know if you can say artistic but yeah it is different yeah. ordinary <laughs> you like it that's so good what about you avon what's your book and what's it about so my book is called land of the Nerogons, and it is a fantasy book and it is about a young boy called Hayden. He lives a fairly norm- normal life as a teenager. Until one day on the way to the park, he's a rumbling town in the distance. And thunder out of nowhere begins and he starts to run. Out of- All of a sudden, he falls into a black hole, which takes him to a new dimension called Neurogonia. And this dimension is in peril danger and Hayden is essentially the chosen one. And with the help of a few friends, he has to save the world that he's come to know and love. 
And as you can tell, me, mine and Kirsten's writing styles are very different. Mm. Like, Kirsten's is all <laughs> drinking, alcoholism, grief. <laughs> mine, is, mine is, like, magic and di- black holes and new dimensions. Mm. So we do have quite different personalities in that sense. But at the time, I was very into books like Percy Jackson. Oh, um, I see. Yeah, so I got a lot of my inspiration from that. I was also reading Harry Potter for the very first time. So I got a bit of inspiration from that. And yeah, it definitely helps me with the ideas of the books. That's insane. I see. I don't know. I think I've naturally, if I had, if I had both the books in front of me, I think I would probably be more inclined to go down Haven's <laughs> route. But I love that. I really like how you both have different styles. I think that's really cool. And you think, I guess, your writing styles, like you said, match mm-hmm. your personality. So yeah. would you say you're more of the kind of light-hearted one or... Yeah, I think I am. Kirsten How are you like is... sisters? Yeah, tell me the relationship. What's the similarities and differences between you two? Um, Avon's quite like... I don't know. I don't know if you can say light-hearted. She's quite oblivious with a few things. <laughs> I mean, she's is only 13. So? You're, you're not, you know, you're writing about stuff that people write about in their like 30s or 40s. Or yeah. yeah, but Cut just sort of like, I don't know, in general, like there are a few things that I feel like she should know. And should know how to do that. Oh, wow. We're getting the exclusive uh, juice <laughs> on the relationship and yeah. the Solidarity show. I'm very, like, I feel like I'm a bit more energetic than Carson. Yeah, like, I'm very excited. I can't true. sit still. I'm that kind of person who literally can't sit still. I always have to be doing something. Yeah. Um, and Carson, she's always like. But you can sit always, and read a book, right? Yeah. Or do you, yeah. That's yeah. Reading if she's got something in her hand, she's fine. But, like, sometimes <laughs> if we just sat down and she's just, like, fiddling or doing something, just, like, mm. Aiden. Mum, Carson was like, <laughs> mum, control her. That's what she always <laughs> says. That's so funny. And I think it's really important as well to talk about that because I don't know whether you've experienced, I mean, I don't know how much you guys use TikTok or people around you use yeah. it. But I think uh, this is something I spoke with uh, Revision, a.k.a. Ishan. Um, guys, check out our episode with Revision, the uh, face of study talk. Do I'm it. telling you now. Oh, <laughs> yes, Ava. Maybe we should, I should employ you to be a promoter. <laughs> Um, I could be your PR agent. <laughs> literally, literally. Um, but would you girls agree that, like, you know, with your school friends or other girls or, or guys your age, or our age, in fact, kind of we can group it together, that people are becoming kind of less able to sit down and read a book oh, or definitely. to do something quiet, low-key, and just to focus on one task, like, for example, finish a book chapter? I've seen this so, like, so much in my, like, school year. Like, if I'm maybe working on a group project with some of my friends, they can't just, like, sit down and get the work done. I'm like, guys, let's just please get this done. <laughs> and, like, I'm, like, I'm not, like, a fiddler. Like, I won't just sit in one spot and, like, fiddle with stuff. But I do find sometimes that my, um, what you call it, like, how, act like, engaged I am with something is, like, shortened. And I think that's mostly because of TikTok. Because mm. uh, you have these, like, really short videos that you just scroll through continuously. Yeah. You have, like... 10 seconds, and if it's not funny, you move video. on. If you're not yeah, entertained, just exactly. move on. There's more content to be. Yeah, view. and you just keep going. You, you can never just like sit on one video, really. And so every, I think that's the main factor and why. Every video is a different topic when it comes to mm. TikTok. And TikTok is one of the biggest social media platforms with our generation. Yeah. So we're used to, you know, like some people spend hours a day scrolling on TikTok because it's just so easy to mindlessly scroll and scroll and scroll for hours and lose track and of time. And the time just goes by. It does. It does. Do you think you, you know... We're talking about this generally, but from a personal point of view, are you guys, you know, do you use TikTok a lot? Or do yeah. you, prefer, you do? So even though, you know, because I think sometimes people might think, oh, you guys are readers, like you, yes. you wouldn't engage in such activity, it's beneath you. But you guys, like, obviously you're oh. only 14, 13, so you no, do yeah, use social media. It's good to have media. a good balance of, like, social media and stuff. 
and like other things that you know you don't have to be on your phone with i don't think you should be completely shut off from the world but also i think spending too much time on social media mm. can have like negative effects on i agree yeah i think that a lot of people view tiktok as like the evil app that's manipulating our children mm. i do think it has a positive i think that because of tiktok a lot of children these days have become more sensitive to things that old yeah, generations definitely. wouldn't have for example, a lot of people our age like know when they're being manipulated. A lot of people our age know how to not get themselves into like toxic relationships, mm-hmm. and that like a lot of things on TikTok help with that because we get mm. to see people's different perspective of things, see people's stories more I easily. Agree. So I yeah, I completely agree. I think I'd love to dedicate a whole episode actually to TikTok to have like maybe no, a range I think of that'd people be good. because I do agree. I think with within our parents' generations and like teachers at school, I think they see TikTok as the ultimate evil. Yeah, mm. when really. I would argue, you know, potentially Instagram could be more dangerous just because I agree TikTok is more addictive than Instagram, for instance. However, I do feel, at least in my experience, that TikTok is a lot more of an open and honest platform in terms of it's less pretentious. Instagram, there's kind of, you know, it's like the unwritten rules of Instagram. Mm. Like, you only post nice photos. You only post photos that, like, you look pretty in. Yeah. Whereas TikTok, you'll have people doing funny stuff. People don't really care how they look. Everyone's so comfortable. Or they just, they'll, they'll, like, for example, express opinions that you just... Instagram is just very, like, image-obsessed. Whereas TikTok, you can get deep, personal... Like, you know, people put, like, you know, dramatic music or, like, emotional, reflective, Mm -hmm. and they just talk about, like, friendships or relationships or attitudes in society. Yeah. So I agree with you. I actually think I, I, at least as a consumer, I learn a lot more from TikTok Mm -hmm. than I do from Instagram, but also I do spend more time or the time goes quicker on TikTok than Instagram. I think on Instagram, Instagram's kind of, like, to put into perspective, Instagram's kind of that friend that makes you feel insecure and that's like not yeah. it's not on them mm. it's just on the nature yeah I, I don't, uh, the nature of uh, like yeah like i get what you're saying like some people they don't mean to be like make you feel bad or insecure yeah. or maybe mm. but it's just when you're around that i do i feel like there's a lot more compa- like, people don't really compare tiktok accounts do you know what i mean they it's don't. not like yeah, whereas people will compare instagram accounts like yeah. oh she's this and mm-hmm. she's that uh whereas on tiktok tiktok's kind of that friend that makes you feel comfortable all the time you can yeah. pretty much talk about anything yeah literally funny humor and then don't get me wrong there are people that post like pretty videos or whatever so you can have yeah. anything yeah. makeup tutorials um recommendations of books to read yeah. it's uh, places to explore mix. when you travel like so many times i'll go out with a friend and like oh can we go to this place and like what like it's a secret garden in like yeah. west london i'm like what and then we you know what i mean uh, yeah, so I i've seen videos like yeah. that and it's just you can learn so much on tiktok and honestly in some ways it destroys your life if you spend hours on it every single day like of course you shouldn't be doing that but in some ways it can make you a better person because you can hear from other people's experiences yeah. you can learn a lot from definitely well. i think yeah arguably kind of social media can make us you know some people would disagree with me but in a way more at least uh sympathetic not necessarily empathetic yeah but in definitely. terms of people it gives people a platform and a voice so they can Very raise necessary. stuff maybe also in a, an easier environment than like one-on-one sitting down and talking to someone like loads of times people will like reveal something like traumatic that's happened to yeah. them but their username can be like blah blah blue or something yeah, yeah. So you won't know, so you won't know but it's them. relatable people can understand or you can kind of s- stop scrolling and think oh my goodness i have to be grateful for all these things in my life because i haven't had to go through this that this user has but let's go back to reading i love that maybe like that i enjoyed talking about like social media really yeah. yeah maybe i'll get you guys back with some yeah, other people we'll that. bring like ishan um revision or ishan as well because he's like the tiktok king um 
but no that's so cool and like would you say that obviously getting older your love for reading has increased or is it not for example was it just kind of a primary school thing and now you're just doing it for the sake of it or do you think now yeah. you still love writing and reading as much as you used to i understand what you mean i think in primary school um as we didn't have all these distractions that we do now like yeah, social media so everything yeah. and like just peer pressure to be honest we <laughs> our love for reading probably was a bit stronger um mm. but now as we're older we still absolutely love to read but there's just a lot of things that kind of slow that down. Yeah. And it's the same with writing, kind of, because now we have to be really careful with uh, with the ratio of, like, you know, reading, writing to everything else. Because yeah, you don't want it to become a chore, because we absolutely love to write. We love to read and we love to write. But we don't want it to become mm. in the sake of business. You yeah. Know? So we have to be careful with Sorry. how much time we're investing into it. But we still do very much love reading and we still read as much as possible. It's just there are a lot of things that have slowed down the track of our reading. Yeah. And I think some of the like distractions aren't entirely our fault. Like sometimes like school does get busier and you're like if <laughs> Give you have less to, homework. <laughs> yeah. If you have to revise more then you're obviously not gonna have enough time for reading. And mm -hmm. the time you do have for reading, you might just wanna sit down and watch a movie or something, yeah. you know. Because mm -hmm. reading does require more effort than watching yeah, it, it does. does. Yeah. I see. What do you guys like to read yourselves? You mentioned Harry Potter. Are you still like a... Oh, yeah. I, I used to love Harry Potter. Not as much anymore. Like, it's still obviously a great series. You know what? I've never read Harry Potter. <gasps> have you not? Have Should you watched the films? No. I never really got into that whole world. I don't know Neither. why. <gasps> really? Have you no. read the books? No. You've never... We should maybe read them the together. Films. We'll start a book club. <laughs> Old yes. people that haven't read the Harry Potter books. <laughs> no, honestly. I think it is a really important read because it's kind of like... You can't survive in life yeah, if you haven't read Harry Potter. I feel like. Yeah, that's true. Sometimes you get really socially... Like it's like films, or if you haven't watched a yeah. specific film, or you don't know a celebrity. Like Stranger Things these days. I've never watched Stranger Things. No, if, you, have, if you haven't watched Stranger Things, then like you're excluded from the TikTok community. Um, <laughs> everything about TikTok <laughs> is Stranger Things now. Yeah, it's and, true. Yeah. And this is like a different topic, but you know the new season of Stranger Things? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've watched Stranger Things, and the new season is... Um, the fact that like if you haven't watched it then you're immediately excluded from a community and you literally can't go on tiktok for days because yeah, you don't want to get show. spoiled oh i get you yeah that's so true so yeah you can't you literally can't do anything on social media until you've finished it unless you want to get a massive spoiler mm. but yeah i really like dystopian um, <gasps> i love dystopian books yeah right now i'm reading a book called the enemy which is um about parents turning into these like zombie things and they eat all the kids it's, it's very it's very you can see but... the girl coming through <laughs> no but I... yeah i'm a big dystopian fan i think i've loved dystopian for like year plus now <laughs> i used to be a historical fiction girl oh really yeah i still kind of am but oh. i haven't found a good historical i get fiction you my speaking about dystopians i love um 1984 by george orwell i don't know if you guys oh, are too young to read the it big brother or... type of thing Pardon? Yeah, Big Brother, yeah. and I think it's like was his name Winston, and I how it's based it. off really like the Soviet Union. Though. It's so it's such oh. a good book, and it's very easy to read. But like the ideas, the concepts, especially what was interesting personally that I found was the use of language and how language is so important in controlling and manipulating people. Yeah. So I'm from obviously you guys are into reading and writing, just those sorts of concepts, um, as well as the fact that they're always watched and like yeah, everything really is for the state, that. like all the actions like you really do, even good. having children. Like I know that if I read that I'd be kind of terrified. <laughs> I'm a yeah. very paranoid person. Like you know the Truman Show. 
with Jim Carrey. No. It's about a movie of a guy and he I've doesn't realise it. it, but his whole life since the day he was born has been live streamed since day one. And when I watched that for about a week, I thought there were cameras in the mirror. I thought <laughs> there were cameras. And like, I knew there weren't. I'm just very paranoid That's type of person. Yeah. For my type of reading, um, I like romance books. I'm not going to lie. I like the kind of lighter ones because a lot of, like my mum was saying this, as soon as you're over the age of 12, people start advertising young adult fiction for you mm. or young adult books. And I think that there needs to be like a middle between children's yeah. books and young adult. Because mm-hmm. as soon as you're out of that children's book stage... Is young adult like teenage books or is it different when you say it's different genre? I think it's just yeah. basically teenage books, to be honest. Yeah, to be honest, I think it's mostly teenage books. They're, but there's some like that are slightly heavier. And a lot of them do educate you, but maybe a bit too much so. Yeah. So, <laughs> for some people. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of in that niche where it's like romance, but not like old older romance no i get you not necessarily like sexual romance yeah, yeah just the, like like holding it's true sometimes like you do i remember sometimes you you are like a teenager and you're reading a paragraph and you're a bit like oh i feel a bit uncomfortable yeah because mm. either you haven't been educated or, or like in that field and it's just a bit weird to like read it in a book yeah so yeah. i do i do see what you're saying that's really interesting right guys i think we'll stop there for part one so how have you guys enjoyed the podcast so far oh my gosh it's been amazing i just it doesn't really feel like a podcast because it just feels like no i love yeah. that i love that so um um wait oh my god before we go into part two in part two we're going to talk a little bit more about kind of your books mm-hmm. the kickstart kind of public like the public work that you've done also kind of like your vision and oh also like the business behind the scenes how it works what does your house yeah. look like you must have like books all over the place or when like, it's like gosh. closer to the shipping date we have like the house is just full of boxes, the living room. There's, like, the packaging everywhere. <laughs> I love that. Study. Proper proper author vibes. The yeah. garage as well. Like, a lot of garages are so messy because, like, if you don't have a space for something, you just chuck it in the garage. But in our garage, we have, like, so, so many boxes. When we try to ti- tidy it, about a week later, it's back to the state yeah. it was in before. I love that. All the just, items everywhere. Yeah. Really We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk all about that. Kickstarting, <laughs> publishing. What it was like to actually hold your book. And genuinely, your final thoughts and everything. So, yeah. Stay tuned for part two. See you soon. See you soon. See you soon.